Good morning. Good morning. If you would, open your Bibles to the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 23. And we'll be looking at verse 24 this morning. Matthew 23, verse 24. Now, how many of y'all have heard the old saying, you can't see the forest for the trees? Pretty much everybody. But, you know, when you think about that saying, that saying is true. Many of us find ourselves in that situation where we focus on small things and then we miss the big picture. We miss the big things. And how many of us have missed the big picture because we have focused on just the small things? I'll use myself as an example. Not in the way you think, Steve. <laughs> but how many of y'all have ever thought that one of my sermons was particularly dry or boring? Not a word, Steve. And you focus on that instead of focusing on what's being said. That's straining out a gnat and swallowing the camel, as Jesus says. Or not seeing the forest for the trees. Or, you know, yesterday Kentucky played Georgia. How many of us focused on a bad call and then missed a great play? Because we were just focused on one thing. Or how many of us failed to witness because we focus on the wrong things and we miss a blessing? You know, we all tend to do this at one time or the other, focus on the wrong thing. Or we focus on the small things and we miss the big picture. We miss the big things. If you look at Matthew 23, verse 24, look at what Jesus tells the Pharisees here. Matthew 23, 24. Ye blind gods which strain out a gnat and swallow a camel. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our most gracious and loving Father, Lord, as we come before you, just thank you for this day that you have provided. I thank you, Lord, for your word and that we can learn from it. But most of all, Lord, I just thank you for your precious and holy Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And Lord, today as we worship together, I just pray that you would be with us today. Help us, Lord, to look to you and your word for guidance. And Lord, I just pray that if there's anyone here today that doesn't know you as Lord and Savior, that today would be the day that salvation comes into their home. And Lord, I just pray that you would be with those that were mentioned on the prayer list, those that are sick and shut in, those that may be traveling, those that have lost loved ones. We just lift each one up to you, Lord, and just ask your blessings upon each one. And Lord, I just pray that you would just be with me today and give me the words to say and hide me behind the cross. And Lord, I just pray that you would bind down Satan and let him have no part of this service. We just ask this in your Son's precious and holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, to give you some background, if you look back in verse 1, pretty much the entire chapter, Jesus is talking to the scribes and Pharisees. And he is pointing out their hypocrisy. 
Because if you think about the scribes and the Pharisees, and we'll look at this in just a second, they were a group that couldn't see the forest for the trees. They focused on all the small things while missing the big things. And Jesus points this out in particular with what he says here about the gnat and the camel. He's saying they strain out a gnat and they swallow a camel. Now what's he talking about here? Generally, you have to look back at the law to figure out what he's saying. Now, what would happen is, is the scribes and the Pharisees, they would strain their water. They would take a piece of cloth and strain the water that they were going to drink because a gnat is just like a mosquito. The, the gnat, the mama gnat, will lay her eggs in the water. And then whenever they grow, the, the larvae will grow, and then they'll come out of the water, and then they'll, you know, they go through the metamorphosis, and then they'll hatch, and you have an eye. Just like a mosquito. So what the Pharisees would do, because they didn't want to drink gnat larvae in their water, they would strain their water. And then, if you look at the law, a camel was a forbidden animal. They were not allowed to eat camels according to the law. But Jesus tells them, he says, you know, you'll take the time to strain out the gnats from your water, yet you're doing things that you're pretty much eating the camel. You're violating the law by what you do. Another way of looking at it is, is they couldn't see the forest for the trees. They were doing things that were a clear violation of the law, and they didn't see it because of the way they were living. What they had done is they had added so much tradition and so much extra stuff to the law that they had made the law of none effect. For example, look at what he says in verses 16 through 22. He talks about the gold in the temple. What they would say is, is you, they didn't care if you swore by the temple, but if you swore by the gold in the temple, they became offended by that. Or you could take an offering. They didn't care if you swore by the altar, but if you swore by the offering on the altar, they were offended. But think about what they're doing here. The temple was the dwelling place of God. In the Old Testament, we see that his, his glory dwelt in the temple above the mercy seat of the Ark of the Covenant. So Jesus is saying, what sanctifies the gold? It's the temple that sanctifies the gold. It's the, it's the, the person who dwells in the temple that sanctifies it. So what's greater, the temple or the gold? The temple is greater. But the Pharisees would say, no, the gold is greater. Or they would take the offering. What sanctifies the offering? The altar or the offering itself? It's the altar that you're laying upon because it's part of the temple. So they were missing things in what they were saying. 
basically they were they were they were looking at the small things while missing the big things. And then look at what he says in verse 23. Look at verse 23 real quick. Woe be to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for ye tithe mint and ains and cumin and leave the weightier matters of the law as judgment and mercy and fidelity. These ought ye to have done and not to have left the other. Now the Pharisees, they would tithe. 10% of everything they owned, they would tithe even down to what Jesus points out, they would even tithe the herbs that they would put in their food. They would even tithe the herbs they would cook with. So they would tithe everything that they owned. But they were missing something. You can look at Hosea, something that Jesus quotes Earlier, I would rather have mercy instead of sacrifice. Or what Saul is told by Samuel, God would rather have obedience than offerings. Offerings are better than obedience. Or I'm sorry, the the obedience is better than the offering. So what they were doing is they were focusing on the small things Yet they were leaving out things like mercy and judgment and fidelity to the word of God, faithfulness. They focused on the small and missed the big picture. You see, they would make an outward showing of keeping the law and doing all of these different things to keep the law and they would make an outward show of it. Yet in reality, they were hypocrites because they were violating the law by what they were doing. Or as Jesus says, they were straining out the gnats while swallowing the camel. They violated the law, and by their rules, they had made the law ineffective. What are some other ways they had strained out the gnats and and missed the big picture? You can look at the Gospel of John, and you see numerous, numerous times they did this. For instance, when when Jesus healed the lame man, he went by the the fountain and the guy was laying there and had been there for for numerous years and Jesus heals him and tells him to take up his mat and go away, go home. What did the scribes and Pharisees focus on? They focused on the fact that the guy was carrying his mat on the Sabbath day. Oh, you can't do that. But the law says that you can do acts of mercy on the Sabbath. But instead of looking at the mercy, they focused on the small thing of the man carrying his bed on the Sabbath. And they considered that a work. So they said the man was violating the law. So what happens? They strain out the gnat and then they miss the big picture. They miss the fact that Jesus had just healed this man who had been lame for years, basically an act that showed Jesus was the Messiah, the Son of God. Or take the man that had been born blind. 
Jesus heals the blind man and he heals the blind man on the Sabbath day. So what did they focus on? They focused on the fact that Jesus did an act of mercy on the Sabbath and they missed the fact that he healed someone that had been born blind. An act that showed that Jesus was the Messiah. And lastly, what about Lazarus? He raises Lazarus from the dead. Lazarus has been dead four days. Instead of looking at the miracle that had been done where he raised someone from the dead who had been dead four days, instead the scribes and the Pharisees and the chief priests get together and talk about how they're going to kill Lazarus and they devise ways of killing Jesus. They strained out the gnat. Focusing on small things. And they swallowed the camel, violating the law by missing the big things that was going on around them. You know, the scribes and the Pharisees were punctual about the small things, weren't they? They were very punctual about the small things. Yet they missed the affairs of great magnitude because they were so focused on following the letter of the law, they violated the entire law by doing it because they forgot about the mercy, they forgot about the judgment, and they forgot about the faithfulness to the law. They were inconsistent, missing the big things because they focused on the small. You know, if we look around, Christians are doing the same thing. Christians do the same thing all the time. All we have to do is look around, whether it's the, the community, the state, or the country, Christians are very bad about straining out the gnats and swallowing the camels. I mean, think about it. Christians are focused on their buildings. How good does their building look? Or does it have a praise band? Or are we doing all these different activities... Yet they miss the fact that there are people outside the building that are homeless, that are in poverty, that are without a job, that are without food, or that are lost. We're focused on the inside of the building and we're missing what's going on on the outside. We strain out the gnats and focus on the small things in the church. And as a result, we miss the mission of the church. And what is the mission of the church? The mission of the church is evangelism. Jesus tells us in the last chapter of Matthew to go into all the world and teach. Make disciples. Tell people about him and teach them how to follow him. 
And yet Christians focus on the wrong things. And as a result, there are people dying and going to hell all around us that have never heard the gospel. Another way we strain out the gnats, we focus on the sin. We focus on sin. Think about that. We focus on the sin of abortion. We focus on the sin of alcoholism. We focus on the sin of drug addiction. We focus on the sin of homosexuality. We focus on the sin. And we discuss how evil that sin is. Yet we miss the fact that it's the person that's committing the sin that needs Jesus Christ. We're not to focus on the sin. We're to focus on the one committing the sin. Because it's the one committing the sin that needs to hear the gospel. It's the one committing the sin that needs our love and our compassion. And we need to love them and show compassion to them and go share the gospel with them. Because the greatest way we can show that we love someone is to tell them about Jesus Christ. We don't want people to go to hell. And we need to share the gospel with them. Because what happens is, is when, when we focus on sin, we're focusing on the action. We're focusing on the action of a person. And we're missing the person. We're missing the person. We strain at the gnat and we focus on the action. We focus on the sin. And this is exactly what Jesus is condemning. Because when we focus on the action, we're missing the mercy. We're missing the fidelity to the gospel. And we're missing the true meaning of God's judgment. And what is the true meaning of God's judgment? That Jesus Christ is the judge. Not us. We're not the judge. Christ is the judge. But when we focus on the sin, we're saying we're the judge. And we're missing what Christ is saying. Focusing on the action makes us miss the one that's committing the act. And it's the one that's committing the act that needs Jesus Christ. Because think about it. The one committing the act needs our prayers. The one committing the act needs us to share the gospel. The one committing the act needs Jesus Christ because only Jesus Christ can change their heart. We're straining at the gnats too much. And as a result, we're becoming ineffective as Christians. Which is the exact same thing that happened to the scribes and Pharisees. Another way we strain out the gnat is in support of the church. Now what do I mean? How many, uh, how many Christians out there say they want their churches to grow? Every Christian wants their church to grow. 
And they pray for the church to grow. And then what happens? They make every excuse not to come to church. They make every excuse to miss church. But they miss the big picture. Because a church will not grow if the members do not support it. A church will not grow because people will see members not supporting the church and then those people will not want to come to the church. Missing the big picture again. Straining out the gnats and swallowing the camel. And then Christians are notorious about giving a show of obedience. We give a show of obedience. We give a show of obedience to God. Especially when we come to church. But then we avoid true obedience to God. Because when we leave here, how many of us pray the way we should? How many of us study our Bible the way we should? How many of us are sharing the gospel? Remember, Jesus tells us, if you love me, you will keep my commands. And what's one of his commandments? We know the one where we're to love one another as Christ loves us. But the other is, is we're to go out and share the gospel. We make a show of obedience while avoiding true obedience. But you know, Christians are not the only ones that do this. Even the lost does it. They'll hear the gospel message and then they'll start making excuses as to why, they're not, why they can't accept it. And what's the biggest excuse that they make? I have to do this or this. Or do that before I can receive Christ. Or I need to make this right in my life before I can receive Christ. They make excuses. They strain out the gnat and talk about all the little things that they need to get right in their life. But they fail to realize, and many times it's because a Christian has not told them this, they fail to realize that there is absolutely nothing that they can do on their own to make themselves right in the eyes of God. Because the Bible tells us in the book of Isaiah that our righteousness is like a filthy rag. There's nothing we can do to make ourselves right in the eyes of God on our own. On our own, we can't do it. And if you continue to try and make yourself right, you're going to fail to receive the one that can make you right in the eyes of God. Because you'll never receive Christ. And only Christ can make you right in the eyes of God. Straining out a gnat and swallowing a camel. And we're all guilty of doing this. Everyone is guilty at one time or the other. 
But instead of focusing and getting caught up in the small things, we need to focus on the big things. So what do we need to do? We need to focus on the individual and not what the individual has done. We need to support the church and not just say we want growth. We need to obey God. We need to obey God. Let me say that one more time. We need to obey God. And not just say we are obedient. We need to obey Him. And then we need to let Christ change us. Because we can't change ourselves. And that's how we stop straining out knives. We need to focus on what Christ wants us to focus on. Instead of focusing on just all these small things that make us miss the big things. Let's stand for prayer. Our most gracious and loving Father, Lord, as we come before, I just thank you for this day that you provided. I thank you, Lord, for your word. I just pray, Lord, that you would be with us during this time of invitation. Lord, we just thank you and praise you for all the blessings that you've given us. I just pray that you would just continue to be with us during this time. We just ask this in your son's precious and holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen.